Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome in. Friday edition, Rabot & Co. here, ESPN 680, 105.7. Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell hanging out with you for the next two hours, leading you into Bobby V. Fast Break Friday uh, over there. And then, of course, Roundtable, they'll have the mixtape for you as part of our Friday programming. Local till 6 p.m. Got you through the week again here. Uh, 10 to noon on Rabot and Co. here at ESPN Louisville. Thanks for making us part of your morning. <sighs> Zach, welcome back. I hope you got to sleep yesterday. I did, I did a bit, yes. Good. I came back and helped with the drive a little bit. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, well. It all worked out. Sometimes uh, we just need to sleep. That's uh, right. I tell my kids, it's, you know, the only thing that I really, really stress as a parent that isn't a behavioral thing or whatever, health-wise, is sleep. Yep. Tell the kids, just go to bed. Yep. Don't feel great, go to bed. Uh, you're in a bad mood, go to bed. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. I used to think nap time was punishment, and now nope, I nope, love nap nope. time. So. I, I love my kids, and I encourage the naps. Now, it was a, a big emphasis in our parenting was to destigmatize sleep for our kids, so they wouldn't be like, oh, I can't go to sleep, I can't do that. And it's like, no, 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 you're going to bed, it's all right. Yeah, you're, you're going to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. And other people just kind of say, your kids are never sick. I'm like, yeah. There you go. They sleep, sleep, sleep. Yeah, gotta do what yeah you gotta I don't do. get sick very often, so Man, here we are. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. We'll have those games for you tonight on 93.9 and on 680. Uh, the NBA Rising Stars game tonight. Manual basketball versus male tonight at 7. Uh, the girls are calling that one, I heard. How about that? I believe so. Well, high school hour. How about that? Good yeah. So should be a fun one uh, over there as well. Uh, texter asking immediately, did you see the Fairleigh Dickinson player? Oh, yeah. Uh, got stuck in an elevator and delayed for the game last night. Look. Not all Division One is created equal. <laughs> and that's the team that beat Purdue last year. Oh, it's a great point by you. <laughs> Purdue lost them. Purdue that. wasn't a problem for them, but an elevator sure was. <laughs> oh. Eat your heart out, Zach Eady. By the way, just a reminder that uh, Stephen A. Smith, who's going to talk about the Cowboys later today. Oh, um, he threw out the first pitch. Bounced in a first pitch. Oh, come on, Stephen A. That's blasphemous. It is blasphemous, and it's a reminder, too, that the George Bush first pitch after 9-11 is the greatest first pitch in the history of the world. Oh, it's not even close. I don't think it's even It's one of the greatest athletic achievements (laughs) by a non-athlete of all time. Of all time. (laughs) Uh, Texture, let's talk about that Stoops-Boise State offense, baby. We will. I have thoughts. I really do want to get into that. We're going to have John Hale on at some point. If people don't know, I am off next week. And so you're going to get a ton of Zach uh, over the 10 hours of next week. My condolences. Not really, though. You, you can mean both. Yes. 
<laughs> Condolences to those who listen, but also Zach excited uh, to get some extra mic time, which That's is fun. Right. Uh, <laughs> here on Repo and Co. Flying out early Sunday for an international flight, which means I get to get up at like 3.45 in the morning or something. But that's what it is. So do you go to bed before that? Because that's always the dilemma. Do you, you sleep go. before that or do you just stay up? I do, but I'm a, uh, I am capable of going to bed early guy. I don't mind going to bed early. That doesn't bother me. So I'll, uh, I'll be doing that uh, Saturday night. So there you go. Um, man, oh, man. What else are we going to get into? We do have a couple basketball games to talk about. People are very dismissive of this, of Kentucky's chances tomorrow at Auburn. I'm really interested in that. And it is. Yeah. They're absolutely walking into a hornet's nest. <laughs> I mean, literally, the guy, they walked out of the game with South Carolina the other night and pitched tents to get ready for this game. I mean, they, they got right back in line. They treated Auburn college students are treating their basketball team like you and I would treat a roller coaster with no line. Just right back in line. Oh, absolutely. Just go do it again. <laughs> You're a roller coaster guy, Zach. I am. You have to be from Ohio, right? Of course. Cedar Point. That's Kings it's, Island. Yep. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you have to be. It's the one thing uh, people in Ohio, you know, they say they don't like Michigan, but they love going to the lakes. And then people in Michigan don't love Ohio, but they They always go to Cedar Point. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) They all go to Cedar Point. Man, oh, man. uh, I'm married to a woman who loves loves amusement parks and that kind of stuff. And I can only do them in, in a good mood like twice a year. Mm. <laughs> about, I like roller coasters. I don't like the lines for them. Yeah, right, right, right. Actually, you know, I mean, across the street here, man, the, the uh, Kentucky Kingdom here. Yeah, there's a couple fire roller coasters actually. A couple I've of heard. them are really fire. There's a, the wooden one over there is really really good. So, um, texture go pit. We need to keep beating the dead horse to ensure it's dead. Um, oh, you're rooting for Louisville. We're rooting for. We're the agents of chaos. <laughs> yeah, we need positive yeah. radio. Positive radio. Let's go, Lou. Uh, texture, uh, you're going to get a ton of Zach. Sounds like a pickup line Zach would use at Magbar. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to say. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Let's say the quiet part out loud. You're, you're uh, not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. Okay, so I, I, should we just do Caitlin Clark right now? Yeah, we might as well. Okay, so I'm not moved by Caitlin Clark, but I thought how she broke the record last night was awesome. Yeah. Like taking that shot, just pulling up, you know, whatever. I, it is, that's awesome. She planned that out. Of course. She knew what she was going to do. She's going to score five, and then, oh, yeah, here's the logo three. I'm, yep. I'm Steph Curry, the Steph Curry of women's basketball, and that's how I'm going to do it. We're yeah. going to do it with style. And that's what makes great athletes and great entertainers as far as they know how to do it in style, and she certainly did. What do you think has to happen for – because we only care about that because it's college basketball. Correct. If that were the WNBA, no I don't know that I would hear about it. It's the one sport that college is much bigger than the pros. How do they? Basketball is not close. How long until we can actually do? We can flip that where the the women's league does matter. I just the problem is the best women's basketball players oftentimes make more money overseas. So that's one of the. They still come home to play in the WNBA though. I just I don't know if there's a way to to push this forward, but I mean this is so obviously. I just have I have no interest in the WNBA, but I'll watch a big women's basketball college basketball game. I'll watch okay. I, like I watched South Carolina games. I watched when they played LSU. Yep. I watched yesterday with Caitlin Clark. Like I'll watch a big women's college. Yeah, if it's on, you'll watch it. Sure. Yeah. The I WNBA just, in the I summer. No, see, but the problem is the WNBA they put their season in the worst spot. We just got done with the NBA. We're looking forward to football. And But there's, there's nothing just, going on. It seems to be the best time for them. You would think, season. but 
that's the time of year that people aren't watching a whole lot of sports. They don't watch television. sports in general is right. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Yep. Uh, Texter, uh, roller coaster at 9 a.m., best way to start the day. The adrenaline hits different, lasts longer in the afternoon. I didn't know that. Uh, Texter, uh, it's great that you're able to capable of being an early guy, more capable of functioning on two hours of sleep guy. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I um, there, there are many days when I know I have a project to work on where I'll just go to bed at like 7 and get up at like 2.30 because I'm way more productive at 3 in the morning than I am at 3 in the afternoon. I don't know why. I just am. So, yeah, no, that's me. Uh, but I do know people like my dad can take a 10-minute nap. He's good for five hours. I mean, it's the little cat nap thing I cannot do, and I'm very jealous. Oh, I love 30-minute naps. Yeah. They're the best. There you go. I can't do it. I can't really? do it. Really? Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Very jealous. Good for you, man. That's great. But uh, yeah, there you go, Caitlin. Clark. You got to hit the sweet spot because if you nap for too long, then you're just tired and you're ready to go back to bed. I, man. But Caitlin, this Caitlin Clark story, like she is transforming women's college basketball. She is the biggest star in college basketball. It's not even close, men or women. When have we ever said that? Is Caitlin Clark the biggest star in college basketball right now? Unquestionably, men and women. What an interesting. Who's the biggest star in men's college basketball what? right now? Name four players on UConn's team, and they're number one in the country. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, Texter, I'm a diehard women's college fan. Uh, I don't think I've ever watched a second of the WNBA. I I don't know that that person's unusual. Nope, that's uh, about how I am. <laughs> Texter, I'm your dad. No, no, you're like my dad. Yeah, 15 minutes is good to go. I, I'm very jealous of that. But I, when I was a kid, my dad would take – he would literally knock on his secretary's door and say, hey, knock on my door in 15 minutes, and she would wake him up from little naps around lunch, and yeah. he was good to go. I'm very jealous of that. Um, but her uh, – yeah, her numbers are insane. I mean, it's, it's just – it's okay to say. Like, the numbers are, are bonkers. Uh, where she shoots from is absolutely bonkers. Um, she's just – I mean, if, it, if if she shoots, it goes in, man. It is what yeah. it is. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, a lot less negative comments about her than about other female athletes. Thank you. Yes, yeah. because everybody respects her game. I, I hope they so. should. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. yeah, she scores more than Iowa's football team does. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they need a retractable roof on the base of the basketball stadium, so those poor cancer kids who had to watch that terrible football <laughs> team could watch Caitlin Clark. Oh, oh, there is good in the world. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> That just reminds me of an old Beano Cook line when he uh, oh they had the Iran hostages came back and, yeah. and uh, they off Major League Baseball offered him free tickets for life and Beano said, "Haven't they suffered enough?" <laughs> How much of a goat would Beano Cook be if instead of being in, born in 1931, he was born in 1946, and he was man, oh man, so. He died at 81, 12 years ago. So let's yeah. say he's like mid-70s right now mm-hmm. when gambling is what it is. Oh, yeah. Bino Cook would be dominating, dude. Yes. People would love him in his mid-70s, giving out over-unders, giving out same-game parlays, just crushing. And I just... Can you imagine... Man, it's so... It just... He missed it by 10 years. Can dude. you imagine if, like, if Brent Musburger's career was still going on? He would be... With the wagering stuff? Yes. Oh, big time. Al Michaels yeah. does it subtly. Not Tries so to. subtly anymore. Not so subtly, is right. Yeah. Uh, Texter, is Zach Eady probably the most recognizable player in college? Probably in that... I think so, yes. Woof. Heavy yeah. woof. Uh, Only because he's 7 foot 50. 
Uh, The WNBA really isn't that bad. I mean, I've attended all the Louisville basketball games live this year thinking about getting fever tickets. It's a better on-court product. I... I, I just it's a I'm like Zach it's just a blind spot for me on my sports watching I don't I don't watch the WNBA I've said it to Jay before because I know Jay's just a basketball head but I think one another issue frankly is now with summer league yeah if you want to watch basketball you can watch you can that just, during the day as well yeah, I mean so it's Vegas summer that part is available right. too yeah the WNBA is just, I just never found the product all that good texture if the last thing I saw before I passed away was Iowa football I would haunt that fan base you should oh yes. <laughs> Iowa football. Wolf. Man, oh, man. Those fans are entitled to financial compensation. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? We have the worst offense in college football, so what are we going to do? We're going to go hire the offensive coordinator from Western Michigan who finished 127th in offense last year. Yeah, that'll solve the problem. Ah, yeah. Anytime you can get worse on offense. Uh, actually, they can't get worse on offense. Eh, maybe they can. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what, if you're a punter, the number one punter in America, you should go to Iowa. You're going to get a lot of practice. Man, oh man. I would have voted that guy for the Heisman last year, Tory Taylor, the punter. Now I need Beano Cook to like come back from the dead. Now I need yes. that. I need He's that like, to happen. The two, best home, <laughs> the, be, the two best home field advantages in the world, Damn the it. Russian Army on, and Notre Dame. <laughs> Love Beano, dude. But that guy would be dominating. It, but you know what? You know, the other part of that, though, is to be, to be very fair to Beano – it took guys like Bino making that stuff normal for it to be normal now, right? That's right. Like, it took a guy with the reputation, the positive reputation of a guy like Bino Cook, yeah. you know, push those things through. And so, I mean, obviously, we're all indebted that way to people who do that work before us, but maybe dominate. <laughs> he also picked Ron Paulus to win three Heisman trophies. That's true. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Texter asking if uh, he's the only one that thinks uh, that Edie from Purdue isn't that good. Um he is a product of being seven foot four in college basketball in twenty twenty four. Yes, if that's what you're going to get, yes, um, he is. As Dan Issel would say, if Zach Eady were six six, he would not be a good basketball player. No, most of his skills are just translated because he's to be seven four. That's exactly that's right. right. Yep, yep. Whereas he said about Kareem, if he were six three, he would have been a great basketball player. He would have figured it out. So um, I'd hate to go from Zach Eady to Kareem. It's like zero to, as Deaner says, zero to Alabama football. But uh, it's a. Uh, in his case, just a totally different, uh, totally different. So you know, player. actually, Caitlin Clark is not the leading scorer in the history of college basketball. I heard Lynette about this. Woodard. Yeah, but Kansas, she played at Kansas, had thirty six hundred forty nine points, but her stats aren't recognized by the NCAA because they didn't recognize women's basketball or something like that. At Kansas, yeah. What years? Uh, Seventy eight through eighty one. Women's basketball wasn't an NCAA sport then. Is no, that right? Not as far. They didn't have the first women's NCAA tournament until nineteen eighty two. Okay. Got it. She's also the first woman to ever play with the Globetrotters. My favorite version of what we're talking about is the Gillis, where he does the uh, um, ending racism in Texas bit, and all it took was four high school games for <laughs> for integration to be okay. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the NCAA did not govern women's basketball till the year after she left. Wow. Okay. They don't recognize it. Well, and you brought this one up too. Francis Marion had a basketball player, Lauren Taylor. She went for 44 rebounds in a game against North Greenville on Thursday night. My favorite part of this story, she's 5'11. I know. Yeah. (laughs) That's great, man. 30 defensive rebounds, 14 offensive rebounds in the D2 game. Uh, And it it was set by, uh, uh, to break a mark. And so. 
Yeah, it's not like Wilt Chamberlain being seven one and having fifty five rebounds. Yeah, right. Uh, no, it's its own. It's its own. Five foot eleven, forty four rebounds. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like that's she's probably tall in Division two women's yeah, basketball. And yeah, Division two women's basketball, five eleven yeah. might be. She might be playing center. What's wild is uh, speaking of the the eighties, uh, the old NCAA benchmark was by Deborah Temple, who played at Delta State. She's playing UAB. Um, in nineteen eighty three, the Division three mark is thirty eight rebounds. 44 is insanity. That's, 44 man. man. So here's my question to you, Zach. Because when I see these things, I, I'm of two minds. Which is, the first is, oh, cool, uh, uh, a record. That's great. And then my brain starts to think, do, are we seeing more of these than we did in the past? And the answer, of course, is no. Because records just build on records, build on records. They're constant. Rec- records are constant, right? right. There are yeah. very few that aren't. You know, consecutive games played, hitting streaks, these sorts of things that are very difficult to get to, usually in, ba- in baseball. Which will never um, happen again, either of those. Probably not. No one's ever hitting 57 games in a row. Or DiMaggio had 56, so no one's breaking that record. Nobody's breaking Cal Ripken's record. Can you name the second longest hit streak in MLB history? I think it's Pete Rose. Didn't someone do it recently? Uh, I remember Rose had 44. Okay. So the 10 longest are, um, apologize for doing the V show here. Um, do you know last year's longest? Can you just guess? So just in 2023, you don't have to name the player, the team or any of that stuff. What do you think of, what do you think when you think of the, the strikeout or home run era? 32, 25. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so Marcus, and he didn't even come halfway close. Right, he didn't even come halfway. So, so his name is Marcus uh, Simeon. Yeah. He plays for the Rangers. Um, he I had guess 25 it's games Willie straight, so, yeah. Keeler second. He had 45 in a row in 1896. So oh, okay. Like. There you go. So Got it is Pete Rose, actually. Pete Rose with 44. 44. Bill Dolan in 1894 with <laughs> the Sh- Chicago Colts. Um, George Sizzler. In 1922, with 41, Ty Cobb, of course, in 1911, Paul Molitor. I think, I, I guess, of the modern Molitor. era. No, of the modern era. Yeah. Oh, it's Jimmy Rollins. That's Jimmy right. 38. Rollins. That's right. 38 gamer between two seasons, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, dude, that's it, man. I mean, literally yeah. after Paul Molitor, that's it. Paul Molitor, of course, in 1987. It's all guys for like the New York Highlanders and the same. Yeah. Like we're going <laughs> the, way back. The Highlanders. The, the Chicago Colts is the one that got the me. White Stockings. Tell me about it. Uh, Texter wasn't Gillis referring, uh, referencing. Remember the Titans? He was. He was. Yes, I, but, he was. but still, it's it's the, the joke stands. It's still very funny to me. Of course. Um, yeah, we're seeing more records than I mean, not more records than ever. But is the woman with Texter is the woman with the forty four rebounds the round mound of rebound? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can't speak to that. Uh, Texter, um, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't. I can't read that. That's one. terrible. Uh, Texter, will Cal Ripken's record ever be broken? That does feel like no. one of those. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, no but yeah. they don't want people to break that record now. They want them to rest. Um, Texter, um, if you guys are wanting basketball in the summer, there's a league called the Basketball League. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this is what um, uh, oh, uh, Akoyagao did. Yeah, um, yeah the uh, the brewers or the no the distillers uh derby city distillers yeah, yeah yeah there's also the tbt guys trying to get the g league contracts yeah, yeah um you guys should give it a chance i have given it a chance how about that uh no it's um i, I yeah gandolfo uh, does some radio for them so i've uh i've gotten dragged into that a little bit which is uh just fine with me gandolfo's taking his kid on college visits not his first kid his second kid zach that's how old my man gandolfo is Ooh. about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Did I see the streaker bet? There was a streaker bet at the Super Bowl, and there was a streaker. Oh! Yeah. Well, now, it's, well tell me about he, that. They said he was half, though, so... <laughs> That's just a waste. Is it a push? <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. Look, if you're going to streak at a football Get game... Get your genitals out and be event, a man. That's yes. Right. Yes, I'm with you. Let it all hang out. Make it memorable. <laughs> like, if you're going to spend the night in the clink, what's the point of just doing it halfway? Like, Come on, streaker. You went clink. The clink. <laughs> that streaker had a worse night than the 49ers. How about that? Come on. The clink. Come on, we got to get out of the half-ass society we're in these days. If you're going to streak, do it right. Oh, man. Clink. <laughs> Thanks to George and the Baranos team for bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville Studios today. 301 West Market, downtown, right next to the International Convention Center. And, of course, uh, go ahead and uh, check them out. Ahead of any time that you are down at the Yum Center as well, 301 West Market. We want to thank them. 46 years in Louisville of Louisville-style pizza. No more heart-shaped pizza, Zach. I hope you got yours uh, before Valentine's Day, but we will uh, have to get into that later. They're overrated because they're smaller than most pizzas. How about that? I don't like, like I said, I don't like doing things halfway. I don't want, want smaller stuff. I want the real thing. So the streaker bet on himself. Of course he did. Put 10 G's down, won 42 grand, and then they figured out it was him. That's no, they, they, should, they shouldn't give him the money. He didn't go all out. That doesn't count. There are a lot of people that are shirtless at football games. They're not streakers. They're just crazy people a lot of times when it's 10 degrees outside. They want to show how much of a man they are. Let's talk about that next. We're going to do it next. Again, thanks to George and the Baranos team. 46 years in Louisville. Yeah, it's that good. Baranos Pizza. Kevin Kilroy to talk Risen Star, our first 50-point derby prep of the season at 1040. And then in the 11 o'clock hour, Zach and I will get into uh, all of the nonsense. We'll do it next here ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Hey. Hey. Teach me how to do it. Hey. They be like, smooth. What? Can you teach me how to do it? You know why? Cause all the girls love me. Hey. All I need is a beat that's super bumping. And for you, you, you to back it up and dump it. Get it. Put your you are listening to Rebo and Co. Side side. Here on they ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. Texter asked the important question. If you don't see Dong, is it streaking? 437-9680 UPS Jobs text line is not hump day, but here we are. Uh, welcome back in, Rabo and Co. Here, ESPN six eighty one oh five seven. Louis Rabo, Zach Cantrell, hanging out with you, Bobby V. After us, of course, fast break Friday, and then three o'clock they'll have the mixtape at five thirty there. Out round table with our guy Round Daddy as well. Texture 
Longer one about women's basketball, so let's do this one right now. Yeah. Uh, in regards to women's basketball, they really should consider lowering the rims, not for gender discrimination, but because of height alone. The height of men's and women's basketball isn't the same. Every NBA player has a player that's at least 6'10 or taller. The tallest player on a WNBA team in many cases is 6'5 or 6'6. That's a shooting guard in the NBA. There have been several players in the past who were dominant because of their ability to get to the rim with ease. That's what makes part of their game exciting. Women bas- women's basketball players are very skilled at their game and deserve the domination factor in their game like women- men's basketball does uh, as well. I That is something that I have not given considerable thought to. I have. But in my head, nine foot rim makes total sense. Oh, I completely agree. I think they need to lower the rims. But we, we want to see more dunking. That's one of the reasons why basketball is such a fun sport to watch. I want more players to be able to dunk. I want people to actually be able to dominate just by facing up the rim and go there's there should be a dominant presence inside, like you see in the NBA. It, the rims need to be lowered. I will say when I coached and I promise what I'm about to do is not comparing little kid basketball to women's basketball. That's not what I'm doing. But I remember working with Derek Anderson a little bit. And he does a lot of coaching locally, former player, of course, at UK. And um, he said, essentially for little kids first learning how to play basketball, you could not lower the rims enough because the there is value in simply making shots. That's right. There's value in watching the ball go through the hoop. And, yes. And – that's what you're getting at in in a, in a different way, which is the point of watching basketball is to watch scoring. Mm-hmm. And if you could improve the scoring by essentially creating a rule where everyone benefits, um, I understand that. My question on that would be, I mean, the, these women are training on t- – it, it, it would be just a seismic shift to lower the rims. I mean, just an absolute seismic shift. But, hey, they raised the mound. They lowered the mound. Um, they've raised you know, all those kinds of things in baseball, made the bases bigger, et cetera. I mean, yeah. it can be done, right? Baseball's so. gotten significantly better as an on-field product. Why can't women's basketball get better as an on-court product? And I think lowering the rims would do that. Um, and it's not a sexist thing. It's a quality of play thing. <laughs> Daxter Louis comparing kids basketball to the WNBA confirmed. You know what? That's me. Mr. Disrespectful, anti, anti-radio, anti negative radio. Do we're, negative radio. We're not doing negative radio. Uh, Texter wants to know if we're going to be watching the Vince Staples show on Netflix. Came out yesterday. It looks good and funny. I, I'm not even aware of it. This is why we have a text line. Zach, are you aware of the Vince Staples show? No, I was not. Okay. I have to check that out before the end of the show. There you go. All right. <laughs> so we had, uh, by the way, horse-heavy time of year for me of course leading into the kentucky derby had steve kornacki on the horse racing happy hour last night fun episode uh it's getting some good numbers so far jimmy fallon warmed him up for you uh jimmy jimmy fallon warmed him up for me i asked him how kimmel was he didn't think that was very funny so there you go uh, <laughs> i asked him uh, how the green room at uh at fallon compared to the green room for the happy hour and he said oh you mean they have one <laughs> Cross Star Show it was great. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Kevin Kilroy, 1040 today. Uh, we'll have the Kentucky Racing Spotlight Show tonight, 6 o'clock here on ESPN 680 <laughs> That's for my green room. That's it. Uh, Not the show. <laughs> Not the Not show. Not the show. <laughs> Not the shows. I would have a show. You would have a show. I would have. You show. do have shows. I do have shows. A couple shows. <laughs> the best shows. Many shows. All the beautiful shows. Beautiful shows. <sighs> uh, more likely... To cover this weekend, UK or UL? Kentucky. Okay. What do you think that line's going to be? I say Auburn will be favored by five. I think the Auburn momentum is real. I think the home court momentum is real. And I think there's a lot of healthy skepticism with this five. Kentucky team. Ole Miss game aside. I'm trying to come up with what that number looks like in my head for the for the morning line. Or the money line, excuse me. I, I'm really... 
for that spread. <sighs> yeah, five and a half, probably right. Five and a half. Five, six. Maybe six. Yeah, some late money might push it up to six. I think that's about right. I think Kentucky could absolutely cover. They could win. What's the? What do you think the Louisville Pitt spread? Yeah, I'm be? that one. I can't figure out. Um, I, I Pitt's not great either. But Louisville struggles with Pitt. Last Pitt is sixteen and eight, seven and six. Just won at Virginia. Yeah, that's right. And it's won four straight. I I think in a minor way compared to Auburn, Pitt also has it rolling. Um, Auburn minus seven. Ken Palm says ten. Yeah, Ken Palm had it at ten. I remember talking to Ben about that yesterday. The Kentucky keeps it within ten in your mind, Zach. Yes, right? Yes. I think Kentucky definitely yeah. keeps it within 10. Yeah. If seven's the line, I wouldn't go anywhere near that line. Because an 80 to 73, 85, 78 kind of game would not stun me. So I, I, I probably wouldn't get too close to that. Um, Texter, uh, you got to have lower rims uh, for the youngsters. I coach the league like that. And the enjoyment of watching the kids make shots and having fun is awesome. Yeah, no, that's right. There's a, and, and Derek was totally right. He, he just said. If you don't have confidence shooting, it doesn't matter how tall the rim is. It does not. It just does not matter. So uh, lower it, give the kids some confidence, and let them uh, let them do the thing. It's actually the tourist on Netflix is a must watch. Keeps you guessing the entire series. I have heard that before. That is not one that I have clamped down. I'm Zach. I always debate this in my head when I get to actually slow down and have a vacation like next week. Where do I read or do I binge? I binge typically. Well. <laughs> And I, but what's funny is I don't watch a lot of non-sports television in general. Oh, I do. And, and sure, um, my schedule is different than yours, and so the That's also true. <laughs> yeah, so I. But I do read a lot. I try to read. Frankly, I probably read too much, uh, which is a weird thing to say out loud, but I probably do. And and so when I go on these vacations, my instinct is to read just because I enjoy it. But I also I know I'm missing out on other things going on in the culture by not watching shows not i'm not in those conversations at parties when people talk about shows or you know what they're what they're catching up on and those sorts of things because it's not like i'm also reading books that are wildly popular <laughs> i'm reading stuff that i care about right? i don't it's really a, think there's yeah. a show right now that is captivating the country that people's that everybody's watching yes. that's a good point by you right now i don't think there is okay yeah maybe give it a couple months or so i think they're mm. i'm trying to think of when shows are going to be renewed yeah i don't really think so right now I just got done watching Reacher, the first two seasons, which are phenomenal, by the way. I have not watched that. It's a great show. It's the ultimate, like, dead TV show. Yeah, yeah, but that, that character is a really good idea, too. Yes, he is. Like, it's a good, conceptually well done Yeah, he's a much better show. version of Reacher than Tom Cruise was. Tom Text- Cruise is not Jack Reacher in any way. Yeah, Texter, wait a minute. There's TV besides sports? Uh, not not for me. <laughs> Unfortunately, not for me. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah. Oh, no, t- just talk to Phil and me and him just t- go down the HBO rabbit hole. Oh, uh, Lieberman, whenever he's in here, man, that, that guy is, yeah. he, he is the, he's a, a walking creep. internet movie database person. He's yeah. an IMDb walking around. Yeah, he's missing his true calling talking about sports. His true calling is film critic. I actually agree with you. He definitely, you know, there are a couple guys here that do sports, but really they need to be doing something different. Diener, obviously, country music, go do it. Right. Be Mr. Country Music. Go on, be Mr. CMT. That's 100%. No one go. else is doing that. No? It's a massive market. And then Lieberman, no, knows his basketball, but. Homeboy can break down a movie too. It is what it is. Have you ever watched The Bear? I've not seen The Bear. Oh, he Get on he's it. like no. It, he's like you. Your your life needs to stop, and you need to go do that. Essentially, 
So he's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> Season two. Texter agreeing with you about Reacher, by the way. Uh, Texter, do you read or do you audiobooks? I've never done an audiobook in my life. Neither of us. It's a very strange thing to say out loud. Um, oh, you know what? That's, that's not true. One time. <sighs> Zach, you think you've seen geeky, nerdy moments with me. You think. Oh, I don't think I have. Oh, okay. Not, not compared to what you're going to tell me. Probably. This is, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. So I gave a talk at the University of Georgia in 2005? Yeah. Five. Okay. Okay. At the African, the, the Conference on African Linguistics in North America. Okay. About Sudanese Arabic in a sound that we heard talking to speakers of Sudanese Arabic from Khartoum that was not on the International Phonetic Alphabet. So there was this there's this little space about how you make sounds that didn't have a sound in it. We found people that made this sound. So on the way back, we listened to an audiobook about linguistics by John McWhorter. <laughs> That's one time. How about that? A little John McWhorter reference. If people know who John McWhorter is, that means you actually read a lot. Because uh, that's a uh, political commentator that people may or may not know. Um, Texture, I don't wait. I just, I don't read. I just wait for the movie. Texture, if they lower the rim, uh, the ball will have to get bigger. Women are getting more athletic. I think that's the other part of the adjustment. Yeah. Right. Is that that's women's better. basketball is just better than it was? Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just considerably it's true. Um, Texture asking when will they uh, when will they make a John Wick TV show? Uh, and you were saying there is one. Yeah, there is one called The Continental on Peacock. Okay. There you go. I, I'm that stuff I'm behind on, and I and the what I don't like about that, and why I'm leaning toward watching a show when we're on vacation is I know we're in a golden era of television right now. Yeah, like the last ten years, eight years, whatever have been exceptional. Right mm-hmm. now, be, right before that, we had a couple of shows that really restarted television as something important: Sopranos, The Wire. You've seen like, the, those shows? Yes, then. I have. Okay. But those are. But what I'm saying is those set up. An expectation for how great television has got. Now, for example, like I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Neither have I. But that's not a... And I've heard based on the last season, that makes me skeptical of starting it because the last season I heard was just terrible. It's a touch of a... Can't read that out loud. Why did they choose Louis for uh, African linguistics? I will say this about linguistics. And, and, and really doing academic work. You don't, you don't choose the topic, you discover the topic. Like people that choose the topic aren't doing academics. That's right. Academics comes about when you accidentally fall upon these things, or you you are looking at something and you discover something else. When these people tell you, "Oh no, I know the outcome of the experiment before the experiment," they're not doing. <laughs> they're not doing academics. Uh, Texture. I hear you talking about reading. Then I hear you say you've never done an audiobook, and maybe I, uh, I think maybe I like Louis more than I thought. I just don't. I don't. Um. I just I'm not exposed to those things. I'm not opposed to them. I do listen to podcasts and those kinds of things, and so that's a uh, um, sort of thing. Uh, Texter wants me to recommend a good thoroughbred racing book. Emphasis on handicapping. I will uh, text you back, handicapper uh, Bill. There, hanging out uh, with us today. Appreciate that, Louis. How fast can you read? Are you a speed reader? As Locke self-proclaimed, I don't know how fast I read. I have no idea. I am a speed reader. Of course you are. <laughs> how many lines at a time? I don't know exactly how many, but I can finish. Like, if there's a 30 page chapter, I can read that in 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. My my usual go to when I know I'm going to be in airports is I buy The Economist magazine 
and I can usually read The Economist magazine, which is ridiculous, Yeah. Uh, by the time I arrive wherever I'm going. So like, I bought one for Breeders' Cup, so the four-hour flight to L.A., whatever that was, and then we're essentially doing four hours of flights with a layover, so six, seven hours, so I, I assume that I'll get that done as well. Um, but it's uh, there. Uh, Texture, nothing about Games of, Game of Thrones interests me. Then I ran out of stuff to watch, forced myself to watch two seasons. It's awesome, I promise. So there you go. I... um. The the fantasy thing doesn't do it for me, which is funny because like I didn't mind the X Files as a TV show. I thought it was good, sure, and that's a version of fantasy, right? Sci fi stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I I think I liked more the the sort of freak of the week versions of the X Files, where it was you know some guy was created by pollution in the New Jersey subway or the you know sewer system or something that kind of stuff. Right, so, um, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Game of Thrones defenders, which I, I assumed we were going to come down. Uh, the last season, really not that bad uh, coming down. Oh, I've heard just the ending so, and whoever gets sure. the throne is terrible. Sure. Well, I mean, it's just... I. Th- That's the other part is I've got it spoiled as to who won at the end. Won, being in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> they end up on the throne. Texture, I can also speed read, but the problem is I usually don't know what I just read. All right, let's take a break. I do need to watch True Detective season one in particular. I've heard with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, that's like one of the best seasons of television ever. That that one has missed me so far. I need to go catch up on it. Texture said Andy Byer is picking winners. I I agree that that's a really good one. Um, I think it's actually a DVD, but Dan Illman from the DRF has a really great, I think it's a video series on how to handicap maiden races. And that is a really excellent book. Yeah. And Dan's a really, really good guy. Um, and so, yeah, buyer picking winners. But uh, let me see if I can figure out the, the name of the Dan, um, the have, Dale have you watched? You've watched Ted Lasso, haven't you? <laughs> uh, no. What? No. I, I, I don't like him. You don't like Sudeikis? I don't think he's funny. Oh, come on. I'm going to get crushed on the text. You are going to get killed for that one. You never watched him on SNL. Kevin Kilroy from Fairgrounds NOLA. We talked to him next about uh, TV. Or horses, we'll decide when he gets on here. ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. to Rebo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rebo. Ah, yes, nothing better than getting taken higher ahead of Risen Star Talk. How about that? Uh, this is Rebo and Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. We are your flagship across the hall on 93.9 for the Louisville Cardinals. They're back in action 
in Pittsburgh, 6.30 tip, which means the Alex White Network pregame coverage starts at 5 after that broadcast, Coors Light postgame show. Our guy, the shirtless one, Taylor Lynch, uh, will be on that as well. Uh, a man wearing a shirt, and I would bet $1 million, also wearing a hat currently, is Kevin Kilroy. He's down there at Fairgrounds Nola. You can find him on Twitter at Trust Your Luck. Uh, what kind of hat do you have on, Kevin? I got my uh, my classic, you know, the one I got from Harold Penner. Shout out to Harold Penner in Kansas City. Damn right. A uh, little straw with that, you know, brown, navy blue, a little sun faded, kind of scrunched up in my bag and all that sort of stuff. Got, got my classic on. Let's go. I, I love it. That's just, uh, I mean, yeah. sunrise, sunset, <laughs> Kevin Kilroy in a hat. I love it. All right. There you go. Um, hey, man. Uh, you're you're in a good spot this weekend. Uh, you got the card. Uh, you've got uh, all the runners. I was worried a month ago, Kevin, that we weren't seeing some of that potential rise to the top on the Louisiana Trail. And then I picked up the DRF for this weekend, and I went, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> I'm feeling better about all of these things. Did you have any kind of a roller coaster like I did, where man, we were hoping a horse like Nash or that group was going to really pop in the last couple of months, and they didn't in the way that we thought. But then the Risen Star came around. We saw this field. We feel a lot better about that Louisiana path. Yeah, you know, I think after the first two preps, you know, it was like, all right, Track Phantom seems to me to be very legit, but I'm not sure if who we beat was legit, right? So yep. that's, that was been the big question. But I still think Track Phantom's a, is a special one. So it's been good to see him. But it's, it's kind of like two years ago, Louis, when we had um, – you know, Epicenter, we had Smile Happy coming in, Zandon. It was a really great, you know, Risen Star Field. Um, you know, and last year, well, we had two fills, an Angel of Empire. It was it was a strong one, too. But this one does feel special. It does feel like there's, a, you know, maybe maybe the Derby winner is in, is in that field. But definitely, uh, I'd say several from the top, top five finishers in the Derby. Kevin Kilroy is with us. He's at Trust Your Luck uh, on Twitter, works he does everything at fairgrounds except for ride the horses. Uh, otherwise, he does everything else. He pops the popcorn. Uh, he writes the press releases. Um, scrubbing toilets? Do you, are you doing that again this year? Sometimes it comes to that. Let's, yeah, yeah. No, it, it is what it is, right? You're a team player. You're a team player. That's right. You've got to do it, you know? <laughs> it's just how it goes sometimes. Half million bucks uh, guaranteed in the late pick five. It's an all-stakes pick five. Um, look, the, the, the Risen Star stands out in this card. But in this late sequence, is there another race that stands out to you? And the reason I ask it that way is, last month we talked about the Louisiana Stakes and how fun it was to have a decent two-turn, you know, have a route race going on the dirt with older older horses. Mm-hmm. Y'all are just running it back in the mineshaft. Another fun race over two turns on the dirt for older horses. You're giving me hope about this season for our, our older dirt horses, Kevin. Yeah, you know, Saudi Crown turned out to be uh, the goods in a big way, didn't he? Jeez, he made that field uh, look slow. Um, that's a, that's a good one. So excited to see him run next. But you know, I think I think Cox holds the uh, the top card in here too uh, with okay. the best actor. I mean, he just seems to be uh, the one who's been able to get to the lead and and wire the field. Um, that big question though, Smile Happy. Are, are we going to see that Ali Sheba Smile Happy? Because it also could be a repeat of what we saw in in, in Alashiba, where uh, West Willpower had the lead and Smile Happy was just pressuring him, you know, every step of the way. If we see that guy, you know, watch out. He's gonna he's gonna take him down. Uh, but it does seem like uh, what, based off what we saw last time that best actor should be able to get to the lead and uh, and get it pretty comfortably. Now McPeak saying that uh, he thinks Smile Happy was just a little short, just needed you know needed that race for fitness, and he's got a couple more works in him, so we should see a better effort, but. Uh, 
um, he's going to have to really get his A-plus game out, I think, to beat uh, Best Actor. You know, uh, second off the layoff here for Smile Happy, I was praising Kenny McPeak last week because while I find him impossible to handicap, I appreciate that he runs his horses, right? And so his his 13% win percentage, it feels a little like Doug O'Neill east of the Mississippi where uh, he's just like, no, 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 he's, he's in shape. Go run him. You know, <laughs> Let's go figure it out. What's the surface? Oh, okay, whatever. I don't care. Let's go figure it out. So I appreciate that about him. I also appreciated the quote in your in your release about you know how he has to handle Smile Happy, you know, going back to his farm in Ocala and getting him away from the track. It's I like those kinds of stories, Kevin, because it reminds people like me that there isn't just one process and you put all the horses through the process. These guys have to work horse by horse, and a horse like Smile Happy, if you do it the right way, I mean, we've seen that you know the hundred you know buyer a couple different times. You know, if you do the right things the right way by him, uh, he can turn out to be a pretty special horse. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's a really good way to put it. You know, each horse is different. And you often hear, you know, Barnes talk about, like, just keeping their horse happy. And it sounds vague or, you know, whatever. But <laughs> it's just because it suits each horse, right? You've got you to just work with the horse specifically. And, and uh, yeah, get them feeling good, cleaning their tub, and, uh, you know, it, their game face on. So, uh, you know, if, if he's there, and obviously McTeek's doing great work with them, um, we could see, yeah, we could see a really good one. Kevin Kilroy is with us from down there at Fairgrounds, New Orleans. He'll be part of uh, the broadcast there for the, uh, there is a star uh, card on Saturday. Only fourteen races, Kevin. I mean, come on, it's next year. You know, Ugh. let's get fifteen Ugh. together for us. God bless America. He's going to be there for like five years just to cover this card. Uh, we had Steve Kornacki on the podcast last night. He loves Cornishmen. Not to take you outside of the stakes for a second, but I'm going to. He loves Cornishmen in the ninth in the uh, Maiden Special. was a horse that he circled. That starts the late pick six. Do you agree with Steve Kornacki on that one? Yeah. Yeah, Cornishman's, uh, uh, he, he seems to be one who will be, uh, you know, odds on and uh, most likely winner of that of that race, you know. And you just have to make that decision. Do you want to yep. single with everybody or you want to see that as an opportunity and, and get on the other side of it, you know. Um, definitely the buzz horse and definitely um, one that could have won that last race with, a you know, a cleaner trip. Uh, the barn loves him. Have compared, uh, you know, him and Exploration coming coming into that race is you know Bishop's Bay in first mission, and um, this seems to be maybe be the first mission. So yeah, he's going late to get on the Derby Trail, but he um, he seems he's going to love stretching out. He should step forward, and that's going to make him really dangerous. But if you want to go in a different direction, right? Sweet talking bourbon, the eight. Nice. Three to both for blinkers are on, and the works. I've been watching him in the morning. He's a uh, He's something. He, he's he's moving well. Um, so it'll be his second time going long on the uh, on the dirt. Had that synthetic run, and um, you know it's hard to know when you finish ten lengths behind a horse and it's Hall of Fame, and you kind of just uh, come late. Um, how that figure really stacks up and how it might move forward uh, from that last race there. But but he could be an interesting one to take a swing against. Django's put some good runs together. I think Golden Town is flattered uh, by the horses he was running against in terms of. Uh, um, his first two races for Grant Forrester, he could be sneaky in there, but maybe underneath for him, just a freak should come back in a form. So there's other funny flame. If, if you want to, I think you could take another another approach in that race. 
You didn't. However, e- you didn't even mention Pletcher's horse coming out of Gulfstream and Aquarian at, at seven to two. Uh, the six right. horse there, so that is a loaded maiden race uh, to start it's a that fun race. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. very fun and a traditional pick six. By the way, down there, fairgrounds one buck and uh, no uh, no jackpot there uh, as part of the card. Uh, late half million guaranteed in the late pick five as well. Fifty cent minimum there should be a lot of fun. On that, let's get to the last two on the card, though. The Rachel Alexandra is the 13th race mile and the 16th dirt. Uh, $300,000, three-year-old fillies, 50 points uh, in the Oaks starting gate for those 14 horses. Brad Cox has three of the horses here. I will ask you what I ask everyone. Are we zooming in on an era where we look at Brad Cox the way we've looked at Bob Baffert west of the Mississippi? What was that question again about? Uh, if, if we're just going to have so many Cox horses in these big races that we start to go, oh, it's the other other Cox, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah it can be a good angle, right? <laughs> you know, I think I think Alpine Princess is the one of those three that, uh, you know, has a really, really, really good shot in that race. And um, she should be she should be ready to go. Um, but I do. It's hard. I mean, I think I think we might have the Oaks winner in this race with uh, either BB's dream or intricate. Um, and both of them, you know, it's been a little bit, right? They're, they're coming off a layoff, so they might need one. Um, we'll see how this pace sets up. The pace is kind of interesting. Maybe Alpine goes to the lead, uh, but maybe Pinnock does. I don't, I don't think we should sleep on Gary Shear's barn. He's a, you know, New Orleans native, you know, great, to, a family of horsemen, the Shear family. And his, he's been winning, you know, t- 10 out of 48 so far. Pinnock ran a six on third graph third last time, stretching out. Might be the one that they let go, thinking that uh, she'll come back to them, and she doesn't. You know, and it might be her race, um, her day. He says that once she once she goes, she doesn't stop. So uh, he doesn't necessarily want her to be on the lead. He wants her to relax. But uh, but Pinnock could be sneaky in there because yeah, he, she could be sneaky. However, down I mean the, the better better horses enter kit Alpine Princess Phoebe's Dream. You know, in the long run. Um, it's hard for me to, to go between these two. I think I think I gotta go BB Stream though. In the end, top pick, um, morning my favorite. You know I don't like that, Lou. <laughs> I know you don't like that at all. Uh, I have to, I do have to ask: Is West Omaha going to stay, or is she headed up to, to Oakland? I've heard that she she might be going to the Honeybee, um, but uh, you know Cox keeps us on our toes. You know he he's, he's always just thinking and, and, and you know getting a feel for it and. You know, checking in with his horses throughout the week and just, you know, makes that sort of decision, you know, when he has to. But it, it, it would make sense to me if she went, you know, she'd get another week off and she'd, uh, um, you know, not have to face uh, the Bearcat, which is Alpine Princess. Yeah, it'll be interesting because uh, Intricate November, Alpine Princess December, and Vivi's Dream October all coming off of not insignificant layoffs and so trying to pick uh pick out a winner amongst those three the four five and six uh in race 13 the rachel alexandra tomorrow uh should be a fun one risen star will close the card for you guys race 14 tomorrow three-year-olds going a mile and an eighth getting ready for that mile and three sixteenths louisiana derby next month four hundred thousand in the kitty here uh look this is the three-year-old group that we've been waiting for fun to see all 12 of them here the return of sierra leone out of that buzzworthy remsen back in december early december up there at aqueduct uh, obviously you had mentioned earlier track phantom who's done nothing wrong in his last three races and frankly the race before that almost got it done in the slop at churchill downs um how rainy do you think it is by the way uh by the time we get to this race are we going to be able to stay on the on the grass at least for something like the fairgrounds tomorrow it's, it's been sprinkling this morning, and it kind of just seems like that sort of uh, 
dreary, steady, you know, not, not too soaking, not too drenching of a rain. We'll see if that picks up overnight um, because it is forecasted to, to rain tomorrow morning. So I'm kind of just hoping that we just kind of get some, you know, northwest type of just drizzle going on around here um, and we stay on the turf because, I mean, these turf races are, are fantastic, huge fields, and, you know, we want to bet them. So um, the slop could change everything, right? I mean, especially with, with a few of these who've, who've shown they like it. Um, so fingers crossed. All right, and uh, top pick here. Is there a, a long shot play that you like? I like a twelve to one shot in this in this race. You know, I feel like I'm either gonna. I think Pletcher's entries and and, uh, and Steve's, you know, Aspison's entries are, are the ones who who I've really sort of narrowed it down to. Um, assuming that we're not off, I think Moonlight will run better. Um, back to that sort of aqueduct effort that we saw. Um, I'm not sure how much Audibles have been loving the off track. Mm. So, you know, Moonlight Cardinal, I think they're they're sneaky in here. But uh, Hall of Fame track Phantom, um, man. I mean, Hall of Fame went hard last time, right? He went uh, very fast, um, got a huge figure, stepped forward in a big way, first time going out. And there's a lot of reasons he could, you know, he could, he could bounce off that effort. Uh, track Phantom went easy last time and seemed to be push button, you know, mm-hmm. from watching every time Rosario just sort of let out, you know, just a, a link. Uh, track Phantom was ready to go with them. So, Pletchers are sneaky in here. Uh, in the end, I'm going to take Track Phantom on top. I think he's going to keep on rolling. Uh, if I like Cardinal in here, am I crazy? No, I think I think that's a good one. I mean, what, what do you like though? I, I think that's that's a sneaky one. I just yeah, the sneaky part especially. I just think it's it's a type of Pletcher where the horse is going two turns for the second time, gets a little bit more distance. Always question whether the Spitestown really wants to go. You know, yeah. nine furlongs in that case, I get it. But Medaglia Doro on the mom's side, uh, I thought did a really nice job going, you know, going stretched out for the first time last time because that wasn't – it was pre-championship meet that that horse broke his maiden. And so I – once in a while I look at that and I think, eh, maybe that's not it. But I think it's more timing than anything. And, you know, Pletcher can only have so many horses in New York before he, you know, has to run one in Miami. And so I, I just think – the breeding, I really trust Flavian Pratt. I'm just interested to see if I get a double-digit kind of number on him because I think just field size and how much money you know a horse like Track Phantom might catch or even say, I don't know, a Hall of Fame because of his buyer number last time. Right, that kind of thing. You know, um, you know, all that buzz around Sierra Leone. Are you tossing Sierra Leone, by the way? I think not Not tossing from, from underneath. I think Sierra Leone's, uh, you know, can, can definitely run and, and- – but I think just the long layoff and, and everything, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I think Chad was saying they want to go to the bluegrass. Um, I think if you can get 25, 15 points and set yourself up for your for your bigger run and really, you know, that steady progression to the, the real goal, you know, I don't think these horses, I think the good ones, if we have a lot of good ones in here, they're not trying to, to win their derby in this race, you know, and get the, right. get the Risen Star and that's the end goal. They're, I think we've got ones who want to really slowly unlock and uh, work towards that first Saturday in May. I think Sierra Leone, Real Men Violin, Anna Marie are all in that category. So this is the starting point. I think they all want to get points, and they have a good shot to get it. But uh, the recency, I think a few others are going to trump them. All right, last one. Uh, true or false, either or both the Oaks and Derby winner are running at fairgrounds tomorrow? Oh, very true. Okay. All right, at least one of those winners. I love that. Okay, there you go. Well, he is. What kind of odds can I get on that? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, yeah, what would you do? You know what? I'm going to be up here. You're going to be up here for Derby, I'm sure. So, um, you know what? Why don't you put up five bucks? I'll put up twenty. How's that? 
Ooh, that's much better than I thought. I'll give you four to one. How about that? I guess yeah. that's three to one technically. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get your five bucks back. <laughs> All right. Well, good yeah. enough, man. Um, any uh, any little kid birthday parties recently? Um, no little kid birthday <laughs> parties. But I got one coming up. My oldest is uh, March tenth. She's turning thirteen, so I have a teenage. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Teenage yeah. daughter. Oh man! <laughs> and she's the best, Lou. She is just the I best. Know. I'm always just sort of like floored by her. Uh, she's so wise. She's so fun to talk to. She's just a competent, amazing person. So I know she's not listening, but I wish she was. Macy's the best. So uh, happy early birthday to her. Well, there you go. Day before my birthday. How about that? A little birthday friend. How about that? I like Pisces. That. There you go. I, I am the fishes. How about that? All right. Well, he's Kevin Kilroy <laughs> at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. Uh, good luck staying awake the whole day. And, uh, and uh, you know, I hope you get some sleep on Sunday. I need that for today, Lou. I was drinking tequila last night, so I'm, I'm dragging a little bit. I need, I need some coffee. <laughs> Marty Crot Tuesday. My man's back in the chill on a Thursday. There it is. Kevin Kilroy, <laughs> I trust your luck on Twitter. Hey, we'll talk to you probably ahead of Louisiana Derby. Thanks, man. Sounds great. Thanks, Louis. All right, Kevin. See you, man. There you go. <laughs> Kevin, at first, I think, uh, when he would come on with this, um, just like immediately discovered how much Dan was into horses and just fell in love. And I think Dan, for a while, couldn't quite figure out if Kevin was having fun or not. He's just got that demeanor, like a kind of a, a calmer, you know, more kickback demeanor. And I'm like, no, no, he's having a good time. It's fun. Like, just, keep, just keep going. You're good. And so uh, we got to hang out the four of us at, uh, at, at Breeders' Cup, so that was good. Um, reminder to uh, mail. Manual tonight, 7 o'clock here, ESPN 681-057. And then the NBA Rising Stars game will be at 9 on 93.9. We'll join in action after Mail and Manual over here on ESPN 681-057 as well. Uh, lots of good NBA All-Star action this weekend. And look, bunch of good college games again. Uh, Zach and I were talking about this before the show. Mar- Marquette, UConn, uh, you get Texas, Houston. Both of those on Saturday, 1245 will be the start time there here on ESPN 680-1057. Also across the hall on 93.9. So if you're driving around, we will have college basketball action for you all weekend. This is Louis Rabot and Zach Cantrell. This is Rabot & Co. here, ESPN 680-1057.